Hello, everybody. My name is Dreyd, otherwise known as Eli Sasak, and today we're starting a new series called R6 Esports with Dreyd, where pretty much we're going to be talking about the R6 Esports scene, new patches and updates coming to the um, R6 scene and game, and how it's going to affect the esports, and of course, um, tournament and pro leagues, that, that stuff. Alright, so, um... First thing on the docket today is the, well, some coaching moves, rather. Um, as you all know, um, Arthur, who was Arthur, who was the coach of Brazilian team Ninjas and Pajamas, left um, that team and for um, reasons to stay at home. And he joins the Japanese team as a coach, Nora Rangu. Um, Pretty much to coach them um, over online, and we'll probably be with them at major events such as like Pro League Six Invite, but they're not going to Six Invite this year. And um, how it's going to work is they're they're going to have like an English to Japanese translator for the team. And I the reason he left um, NIP was mainly from from sources was to because he wanted to spend more time at home, and working for Norengu doesn't require him to be in Sao Paulo all the time, because all Bra most most of the Brazilian Pro League teams, except for like one or two, compete in RBR6, which is like the Brazilian Finals, and um, that's a whole offline thing, and they're all based in Sao Paulo for their coaches. And... He didn't want to really do that. He wanted to spend more time with family at home, so he left NIP. Now he's joining Nororingu, which is much easier. Easier he can do it from home, and the, really the only time he has to go anywhere is for offline events. Now, onto our second coaching move. Gig, formerly the coach of Nodis Vincere, is moving to the Giants team, which was formerly Arrowwolf. Now, um... I'm not sure if there's any reason behind this. I think it's just like a he wanted a new thing, or Giants offered him bigger salary than uh, Navi could, and this could actually help Giants get to that top step of competition because they're pretty close, especially in the Pro League Finals for season ten in Japan, where they defeated uh, they defeated actually Giants Gaming, and then they were. Pretty close to defeating Dark Zero, but they just couldn't quite make it. And uh, actually, Gig won that event with uh, Nadis Vincere. I think this could help the team of Navi quite a lot. At, not Navi, Giants, as you know, they're really kind of small team. Not really, they're a very talented team, but you know, this could elevate them to that top top step of Pro League and where they need to be to win events, offline events, Pro League, all that jazz. And then some other roster moves that I think we could cover real quick just before because 6 Invite is coming up. And one of the teams that go into 6 Invite that got the, um, that got the, uh, invite, the actual invite, because they didn't do anything in qualifiers, well, they attempted qualifiers is G2. And they moved uh, Kryan, the German player that replaced Goga, who uh, left 
well, got kicked and then went to Vitality. He is now going to be moving to an inactive spot on the roster. And G2, the team is going to be loaning Sir Boss from Penta to the team to play with them in the sixth invite. And I think the reason of this is that it wasn't really Quarion's fault that the team could not perform anymore. Is that they had too many fraggers on that team. Kanto, one of the best fraggers in the world. Uno, one of the best fraggers in the world. And then you've also got Crying, who's a fragger. And I think they tried him on the support role. I haven't watched many matches this year. I've tried to, but it's just not possible with my school schedule. And what they've, I think what they're doing is trying to bring Sir Boss, who's an experienced support player, has worked, played on multiple teams, and they're bringing him in to play for the team as a support role at the Zix Invitational, which could actually help him because they really desperately need a support so they can play Pengu. On more of a flex role, where I think Pengu succeeds a lot more. Yes, Pengu is a very good player who can succeed, succeed on every single role. But I think flex, at least in a competitive sense, in his pro league sense, is definitely the best place you want to have him. Because he's so flexible in any G2 strat that he's, he's definitely the best player on that roster. Maybe tied with Fabian, who is the pretty much one of the big brains on that team and it actually has been doing insane recently with the team now sir boss is it's gonna be i think a great acquisition for at least um sixth invitational i think it is what they said was a loan until after the sixth invite or they might buy him out but this is like it allows players to not be constant revolution of the support role they've I think they've tried, uh, Fabian is usually the support role, being the IGL, but Sir Boss could be that dedicated support that this team really needs. Um, I don't think they're going to be as good as other teams in their group, say Reciprocity, uh, God, let me see who else is in their group. I think it's Reciprocity Wildcard, who I think are actually going to be the two that make it through if G2 can't do anything. But realistically, I think G2 is going to 2-0 their group, except maybe struggling against reciprocity because they've got in their group, which is group D, they've got reciprocity, wildcard, BDS, G2. BDS have been looking iffy, but I think G2 is going to go 2 0 because I think their first match is actually against reciprocity, which I think is a toss up, but me being a reciprocity fan myself, I hope Rec wins, but I think G2 is going to win. And this actually kind of segues into our six invitational. Um, uh, predictions and discussing the group stages. So, well, let's go over Group D first because that's the one that G2 is in. And, uh, you know, segueing into that. So, you know, Reciprocity versus G2 is the first match. And Reciprocity are a very good team. They're maybe the second best in NA besides TSM. If TSM is completely out of the equation doing like they did last year. TSM have been on a frickin' tear, and they're, they've earned, um, they're, they're in the sixth invite, too. But I think Reciprocity, they have a really good roster. They just need to extract something from it. You know, Fox A, one of the best players in the game. Retro, the best of, one of the best supports. Laxie, one of the best fraggers. Nyx, an experienced fragger. And then Vertical is pretty insane as well. And Hopes and Redeemer... As your two coaches, this is prime for success. 
you know, it's like, it's insane how much success this team can have in the upcoming, you know, days. And I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they go 2 on their group. I wouldn't be surprised if G2 goes 2 on their group. I wouldn't be fucking surprised if Wildcard goes 2-0 in their group. That's how good I feel these teams are, is that they're able to beat any team in their group. Except for BDS. I think BDS is going to be the only team that goes 0-2. They might be able to beat Wildcard, card, but I highly doubt it. BDS, they've been actually looking better with Lem's instead of panics i didn't really agree with the panics drop but looking at it now it's like they knew what was best and they've actually capitalized in a lot more and i think if i'm correct or currently i think they're currently i'll look this up i think they're currently at the split end of the first split they are actually fifth which isn't actually not that good but they've been looking a lot better Especially after their amazing CL run. But I still think it's just, it's not going to happen for BDS. And they're just not going to, like, get anything from it. They're probably going to go 0-2. I think my predictions, and I put this out on Twitter. Is G2 going to go 2-0? Reciprocity 2-1. Wildcard 1-2. And then BDS is probably going to go 0-2 unfortunately, but that's what you get for dropping panics. All right, now let's do group A now, which has been uh, coined the group of death, well, one of the group of deaths by many Siege competitive fans, and it includes Empire, Dark Zero, FaZe Clan, and Fnatic, the fucking dream teams, bro. I think it's actually going to be Team Empire and Dark Zero. It's going to look very similar to how it looks right now, and I wish that Fnatic could make it, but it's, they got such a shitty group to be in, and also they fucked up the, they fucked up the seeding for the group somehow, they put three Latin teams in the same group, but for this one, Empire, you know, they're the best fucking team in the world right now, is my opinion, they're insanely good, they've got, you know, they've got the freaking Russian dream team, you know, Shepard, Joystick, Karzeka, the only one that's not Russian on the team. Scyther and Dan, and then their coach, Razor, GM, you know, it's a dream team. They are the most coordinated team I've ever seen play this game besides Dark Zero. Dark Zero, their sense of dedication to their strat making, Dark Zero was insanely good. Empire are a very coordinated team as well, but I think they're a lot more of an aggressive team than Dark Zero. If you let Joystick do his thing, but he can still stay true to the stat, Joystick will pop off, man. He has proven multiple times that he is one of the multiple factors. But here's the thing. He's not the only one that can pop off. Karzeki can pop off. Shepard could pop off. Scyther can pop off. And fucking Dan could pop off. Dan is probably the most important player on this team right now. Everybody on this team can step up to that to the situation they can step up in their games and this is why they're gonna go two and on their group and probably win the whole fucking thing it's because they're team fucking empire they have been there they used to be one of the maybe they're, they're just that good let's put it that way they're just that good they're an insanely coordinated team and there's really not that much to go else other and i think it's time to move on to dark zero you know 
Dark Zero, one of those. They're like dark. They're they're a lot like Empire. Dark Zero, Dark Zero, fuck, Dark Zero are. Except for the fact that I think they'll find it really tough to get their footing, and they don't really have somebody that can really be that X factor for them. Well, they have like people, but they don't have enough like Empire, like Hyper Skies, Hot and Cold. They're all really good players. There's nobody that's really a standout player, though. And that kind of what makes this team special. Is that the only one that I think is really a standout player is maybe Skies, maybe Hot and Cold. But it's it's still a really good team. And I must be able to perform. They have a very similar play style to Empire. Except for the fact that they don't really have anybody run in and do those insane plays. Like they have maybe Joystick do. And, you know, Joystick is one of the most talented players in the game. His aim is insane, but Dark Zero, they're they're really fucking methodical team. You know, they know what they're going to do. They know they know they have an insanely deep strap book, and that's what's going to help them get to the playoffs. And the playoffs is actually double LM. So it's going to help them a lot, I feel, with that deep strap book. They can pull out strats that people have never seen before, except for maybe in scrims, but... You know, I think they're going to go 2-1. They're going to be that last spot in their group. Um, FaZe Clan, I th actually think are going to be last in their group, so let's do that after Fnatic. Fnatic, the Aussie, the the premier Aussie team. They're 7-1-0 in Pro League right now, which is insane. You know, they've got this fucking team, man. Magnet, Lusty, Virtue, Tex, Mentalacy, Dizzle. This isn't a really good team. Uh, you know, Tex, I think a lot of people doubted Tex at first, especially the people that, including me, the people that didn't really pay attention to the ANZ or the APAC um, region that much. But I think in the play that I've watched of him, he's actually maybe one of the best players on this team in terms of fragging power. You know, everybody on this team is good. I think the only one that could be improved on is actually maybe Magnet or Virtue, but this team is that co 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 um, cohesion that just can't be matched with that you know that Aussie pride except for mentalist, you know. But I think they're. I really wish I could see them going to playoffs, but this team is this group is so stacked, it's not really. I don't think it's going to be very possible for them, unfortunately, unless they can win their games against Dark Zero. Because I think FaZe are actually going to be the worst player in this, the worst team in this group. And it, their team is one of those teams where you don't see really anybody with that X factor. Everybody's just a solid player. And that's what makes this team work, is that they've really got no stand-up players, but I think that's going to be the downfall, is that they, can, they don't really have anybody that can pop it off, except for maybe Astro. But then again, I don't think so. It's going to be a very, oh, it's going to be mediocre play with them, especially with this group that is very competitive. Um, it's a very, how do I put this? It's a very, um, it's a group that has a lot of teams that have a lot of cohesion are known for their good play. And FaZe fits that, but... They just don't have it. I think I don't think they're up to that top tier level that teams have had. 
and I think they might actually get a little bit of revitalization as you know they had to get um I believe they had to get somebody for I can't remember who it was but they had to have 9XT come in who was actually an Apex Legends pro they used to play professional in um R6 and he actually popped off there so you know he's one of the best players still out there I think he proved that but it's also it's going to be I think it most it's improved in knowing that hey we have our full team now we can actually maybe do something here I think that's going to help them, but I still think they're going to go on too, unfortunately. It's just the way the cookie crumbles, uh, I think. And now, um, you know, let's go on to Group B, which is Nodisfence here, Rogue, Solomon, and Space Station Gaming. And I think this is the actual group of death. Besides Natus, it's like the same as FaZe Clan. You know, they, run, they won the Japan Finals, but they have been very bad since then they've not i don't think they've won a game in their pro league which i really got to check on but they've just not looked good you know sadison is really the only one on that team that has looked very good it's like they've still got that post series drunkenness and they're two one and four and there's no relegation in the season of pro league for both eu and na but this is still really bad performance from especially one that was that was in the finals, Pro League finals, this past season, and actually won it. And it's like, and maybe I think it's going to be, and maybe it's part of the reason is like they don't have Doki on the team, which is could be a very big thing because considering Doki is known as one of the, I think, I don't know, I can't remember if he's known as one of the best players on this team, but you know, we'll see. But it's like they're, it, they've fallen apart, and nobody can really put their finger on it. It's like, they're not playing as well. They're not playing in a very good cohesion. Um, Citizen has really been the only one that's shown up for this team. Um, it's really unfortunate, because they're going to go home too. Uh, they don't have the very good chance to win their group at all. And it's it's kind of sad, really. It's like that post uh hungover like i think the most relatable for me at least is the mets after the 2015 world series when where they fucking made the wild card in the game and lost but you know it is what it is uh i think next in this group is gonna be actually it's a very tough one so i'm not gonna make any predictions except for nonsense so here going zero and two um but you know rogue um actually rogue might be the team that no They've been done really good. I think Rogue is going to be... Is, it, this team is... It, it's so stacked that this group is so stacked but that you don't know which one is going to go farther. But Rogue, I think, has the best chance. Um, Not the best chance, but I think they might be third. You can't really tell because their lineup is very good and it's a very solid lineup. Hicks, Rises, Aces, Corey, Rips... And their coach, Krepel, this is a team that can go far if they show up. Um, Aces is one of the best players in EU. He's proven it time and time again um, that he can play at a level that nobody else can really. And he's just that good at the game um, if, he, if he can get into that rhythm. Um, they're, a, they're a good team. Like, I can't explain them. 
but it's like they know what they're doing each and every round, and it's hard to beat them. They've they've not lost a game in pro league. They've gone four three and zero, which means four wins and three ties. Um, so I think that's gonna actually be really good for them, considering you know it's gonna be a very stacked group, and they have a lot of cohesion. And now the two NA teams in this group. Um, first let's go with Team Solomid. The best team. I think in NA right now achieved Merck, Bolo, Pojo, Geometrics, and their coach Bagel. Who I don't know who he is, but he's on the Liquidpedia page. Merck, everybody on this team is a standout player, and it's insane. It's the best thing. Pojo man, probably the best support in the world right now, besides maybe Goga. Pojo's been insanely good Merck has been insanely good he got like a 1.4 rating on the siege gg statistics uh pojo has been the best and insane support as i've said um bolo one of the best mechanically gifted players in the game geo one of the best another one of the best mechanically mechanically gifted players in the game um and achieve this a very good player as well. Everybody on this team is really good. And Merck's rating, 1.45. I believe that is the highest in any pro league uh, player. Well, let me check that real quick. I believe that is the highest of any pro league player this season. And it is the second best is... Oh, uh, where is it? The second best is actually Fultz who's on SSG, but this team is the best team in NA right now, and for good reason. Everybody is on this team has been doing excellent. You know, you got Pojo man with a cost of, like, wait, no, he's got a, he's got nine fucking plants on the season, which is only beated by Rec, Rex Retro in NA, which is insane, because Retro is one of the better support players in the game. And he's been popping off, you know, kills per round isn't great, but he's a support player. Who cares? My main thing is, here is Merc, 1.45 rating, 88 and 51 in his kills and deaths, which is a plus 37, 20 and 9 on his entries. That is fucking insane. How do you do that, man? I don't know who else can do that in the in the world. His cost, which is like the how if he does like a kill anything during the round. Fucking 78%. Kills per round, 1.21. Serve, 30%, which is actually kind of bad, but it uh, I don't care. 1vx is 1. Geo's been the king of 1vx's this year. And a 40, 54% headshot rate. Which is fucking insane, man. He's been popping off so much. And it's just really good to see. Because this is this guy is going to be the one that carries Team Solomon. Even though everybody on the team is good in their own right. Solmid, I think, are going to be the team that goes 2-1-0, but it's hard to say again. Now, Space Station Gaming, the other any compatriot, 
It's a very good roster. Thinking aid. Bosco, Rampy, Fultz, Canadian. As you know, aforementioned Fultz going one, has a 1.41 rating. Um, and this team is... It's a good team. They've shown cohesion. They're not the best best of one team. And it's been shown that. But they... I think it's really been shown that they are actually one of the best best of three teams. They can't really win a best of one, but they can win a best of three easily. Um, I think NA has caught up with them in the two months of dominance, I think they showed. And it's kind of sad, but, you know, it's very... I think, they, I think they've got a good chance uh, to make it in. Everybody in this group has a good chance except for Nottisvins here, who I think are going to be, you know, the ones that fall. Um, in this group, mainly. Now on to Group C. Um, this is what I will now dub as the Latin American group. And you will see why quickly. Let's go over the teams first. Giants Gaming, the, um, Southeast Asia team, uh, comprised of, uh, oh yeah, Singaporean, uh, players. And now, um, Ninjas in Pajamas, a Brazilian team. Team Liquid. A Brazilian team. MIBR, otherwise known as Made in Brazil. A Brazilian team. Before I get into um, the um, predictions and what I think of these rosters and how they're going to do, I want to do a quick message to Ubisoft or whoever organized this event. Your seating fucking sucks, alright? Not only did you put G2 Esports, the invite team, the direct invite team, in the worst group, there are three of the four LATM teams. In the tourney, three of four of them, in the same group. When you have three of the same team, three of the same, uh, region in one group that's when you know your seeding fucking sucks the only good seeded group is group a as far as region goes but it's one of the best groups it's gonna be the group where people where it's just gonna be dominance from two teams group b all good teams would and i've seen this on reddit multiple times is that the seeding fucking sucks it's absolute shit. You want to put G2 Esports in that group. It. You want you want to change this whole thing. And hopefully they learn from their mistakes. They're going to have a double elimination bracket this year, which is pretty good. But still, this group seeding, it's fucking trash, man. You got yeah, fix it. All right, now on to the teams. Giants Gaming, uh, the Singaporean team, um, otherwise known as Arrowwolf. We've had for mentioned them, you know, Lunar Metal, Ysera. I don't know how to pronounce it, Ysera, uh, I think it is, Hysterics, Jordan, and Speakeasy, and then their coach Gig, aforementioned, good team, um, they've showed their strength in, in, um, in, um, in Japan, that they are actually a really good team, uh, we've seen, like, highlights of this before, you know, they're, they've been a very, Promising team, especially in that APAC region. Um, and they've looked, honestly, really good. Uh, I haven't seen much of them in Southeast Asia. Let me just look up um, how they've done over the split there. 
And why'd it go with the season? No, I'm stupid. Let me see how it turned out. Because I think they actually did pretty good. Um, Southeast Asia. Uh, sorry for the inconvenience. And they're, they've gone at Inno alongside QConfirm, who is actually a team that I think can play... It's a uh, tie team. Now, it's a um, very good team. They've shown... Um, good... I can't, I can't think. They've shown very good strength, and I think it's going to be a good uh, group stage for them. I think they're actually going to be the best team in their group, and that's going to make Latin American teams, I think, very angry, which is unfortunate because the seeding kind of fucked them over. Um, Ninja's Pajamas... And the Blandum teams are very hard to judge because all of them are very good. And Liquid has been decent. I can look at their uh, Pro League stats. But if I'm correct, they're all pretty close. Ninja Pajamas, Team Liquid at the top, and then MIBR. I think Ninja in I think actually Team Liquid's going to take it. Um, is going to take that second spot. You know, Nesk, when the... Probably the best player in the world, actually. Insane player, insane game sense. It's just, he's the all-round package. Sexy Cake, Paula, PSK1, and HSNA, Moringa. And their coach, Silence, he's actually really good. Um, they've actually got two coaches. I think the other one is Sensei. Yeah, I think that's his name. But, you know, this team's a very good team. They're a lot like Dark Zero. No, they're a lot more similar to Team Empire, I feel. They've got that one standout player that can do what they need to do it's actually it's not um empire tsm they're a lot more like tsm they have that one standout player that can do what feels like good just no no wrong he's that fucking good you know he got a 1.20 kd no 1.20 rating on the season which is the best out of latin america and the whole team of Liquid all had over a one rating except for Moringo, who I believe is actually no, he's not even the support. Well, he actually is. He's more of in a secondary support role, which is understandable. Um, and I think they're gonna take it. There's not really much analysis I can do. I've watched a lot more Latin American teams, but um, yeah, Ninjas with Jamas. I don't think they're gonna make it. Um, they'll they'll be stronger than Japan when they had two subs. Barros and Barros and Polo, not Bolo, Polo, the Spanish Bolo, <laughs> no, no, and, um, you know, they actually performed kind of well, but I don't think they'll do anything here, and especially with the full roster, and then MIBR, it's Cyber, Navi's, Bullet One, M-King, uh, Hugzord, and their coach, Gui, Gil, Gui, Gui, um, they look. They were a really good team for a while, but now they've just fallen off, and I don't think they're going to get done. And I'm actually really tired of talking, but um, 
I think those two teams, Nip and MIB, are going to be the ones that get eliminated in the groups for their group. Um, this has been this episode of R6 uh, Talk with uh, Drain, and uh, I'm fucking exhausted from speaking for so long. Um, I'm going to head out because I need a headache and I need a water. So, you know, see you later, Chiefs.